Hi, I'm Alex Bailey, and I'm part of a team of academic developers at Swansea University who provide support and promote good learning and teaching practices and experiences. Welcome to A Pinch of Salt, Swansea University's learning and teaching podcast. If it has anything to do with learning and teaching in higher education, let's make sure everyone knows about it. Twenty twenty four has arrived, and I don't know about you, but January is normally one of my more productive months of the year. I come back to work after the Christmas break, feeling refreshed and some more resolve and energy to get things done. For those of us unburdened by January intakes, this month is also a great time for development. Whilst the students are cracking on studying and completing assessments and exams, you get a bit more breathing space to build resources for teaching block two to help make your life easier and improve the experience for the students. And with that in mind, today we're thinking about quizzes, the pedagogical benefits that they afford both staff and students, and the practical considerations and challenges to be aware of in the pursuit of those benefits. Exploring those with us today are a couple of colleagues from Swansea University who have been promoting effective quizzing practice and how quizzes can yield strong pedagogical gains for everyone in the learning community. So a very warm welcome to our guests. Uh, please can you each just take a moment to uh, introduce yourselves and your roles at the university. Hi, I'm Dr Jess Fletcher. I'm a senior lecturer in the medical school. I'm Melanie Henker. I'm a senior academic developer at Swansea Academy of Learning and Teaching. Fantastic. Well, thank you both for uh, joining us today. So, uh, Mel, we'll start with you. Can, can you lay out for us, what, what are some of the, the key benefits of using online quizzes as opposed to traditional assignment formats? There's a few examples. I think I'd start off with efficiency for time, first of all. Um, I think some of the features within new quizzes in particular allow some automated grading so that can free up significant time for the instructors and teachers in terms of feedback is, you know, grades and feedback are automated, less marking time, etc. So So that's one good option. And I think also for students then, we've got they've got the feedback quicker, it can come out automatically, so they wait in less time to have the feedback in before, and then they can use that feedback to continue these studies or progress with the next study topic, etc. as well. So time efficiency is one, but also linked into that is um, instantaneous feedback, because within quizzes, it offers the ability to not only say this is the correct or incorrect answer, but also you can provide feedback for incorrect and correct answers as well. And that could be really media-rich content. It could be videos, you could have diagrams added, you might put infographics in there, etc. So again, it's just providing some instant feedback to the learners. And one of the things we're all very conscious of currently is assessment and feedback and providing prompt feedback for students so that that is a a real positive in the use of quizzes i think one of the other things i'd want to highlight is about its use for formative assessment as well so don't just think about quiz use in terms of summative assessment i think if you utilize that functionality for formative assessments throughout your courses you've got a really rich opportunity there to create learning opportunities for students give them a chance to reflect on how they do and what else they need to do differently or better etc as well and i think within canvas within the academic blueprint template that we push out there is a placeholder or a template for that new quizzes in there so just have a go have a, have a practice that's what it's there for to enhance the students learning and their experience 
So I've touched on interactivity and engagement, I think, a few times in that, and it does cover all, but I think there's a range of question types also available, and I think Jess is going to be talking about that a, a little bit later on. But I think one of the other key things here is also data-driven insights, that, that there are a range of quiz and item reports available within the new quizzes engine, where you can find information on the, the lowest to the highest score, your mean scores, distribution, how long it's taken people to answer specific questions. So that can also enhance your, I suppose, your teaching and learning design and as well provide feedback for students and maybe create some options for personalised learning approaches based on how students have done on specific topics or specific questions. Fantastic. So there's, there's lots you can use it for, isn't there? When, when you're thinking about uh, making your, your assessments a bit more AI proof, I find why don't you embed some sort of, of uh, video stimulus into your quiz and then base your quiz questions off of that. So actually you're basing your questions on stuff that AI can't get at, which is a, a really great way of, of uh, enhancing your assessment security. And, and that's one of the advantages of new quizzes is this stimulus response question where you can build things just like that, like you mentioned. So Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So what does quizzing look like in Canvas Mel? What sort of interactions are, are possible? Well, at the moment, we have kind of two quiz engines available in Canvas. We've got classic quizzes and they might rely on question banks, for example, and certain question types. But we've also got new quizzes, and we've had new quizzes since we had Canvas installed back in 2019. Um, I, but there are some additional options available to you there. So there's a range of new questions. So you've got categorization questions uh, where you can you know, match things against people. Um, you've got ordering, so you might Put, um, you know, this is the process in this order. There's also hotspots questions available. So if you wanted to identify a key feature or aspect from an image, etc. So there's a range there. And also, like I said, the, you know, the analytics and the data that comes from it is also useful as well. I think what I would say is what we're trying to encourage staff at Swansea University to do is to try and use new quizzes where possible. Because although we know classic quizzes is still here, at some point, classic quizzes will be deprecated. Yeah. So we need staff to move over to new where possible, really. And I know we've got a bank of resources and information that will support people to, to be able to do that. But I think, I think generally, I think the quizzes are really useful for, like I touched on, engagement and interactivity, but also some performance tracking elements as well. But like formative and summative assessment, you know, make the most of the features that are available to you, really. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Mel. So, um, Jess, we'll come to you now. Um, can you tell us a, a little bit about how you like to use new quizzes in Canvas? Yeah, sure. So the, the main uh, area in my teaching that I use the quizzes is with our foundation year students. Mm. So currently we have somewhere in the region of about 100 students on various different foundation courses but they tend to have shared modules and what's really crucial for us is making sure those students hit the learning outcomes you know get the knowledge they need to successfully progress into year one so i use the quizzes quite a lot um, both formatively and summatively so after all my lectures that i give um, they have a formative quiz to review the content and then we also have summative quizzes that we use for things like coursework so 
quizzes based on the practicals they complete, but also for assessment in terms of exams as well. Um, and like Melanie was saying, you know, the variety of question types that you can have is, is really, really beneficial in terms of really testing the students in different ways. You know, you have the standard multiple choice question, but perhaps using some of those other question types that challenge them slightly differently. So we mentioned the hotspot feature there is a new one that I'm really excited about. So some of the practicals I teach are things like dissection, for example, and I can have a photo of a dissected specimen and ask the students to identify a particular feature. So actually really gets them to apply, hopefully, the knowledge they've obtained through doing the dissection in the assessment. And what I really like about the hotspot is um, there's like a polygon tool whereby you can really define the exact area that you want in the image. It's not just like a big square that you draw. So you can really be very accurate with it. And in future, we're looking to build in um, for use on microscopy images. So, you know, asking students to identify a particular cell type down the microscope or something like that. So I've really enjoyed exploring the different types of questions, especially the, the new ones that we have in, in the new quizzes. Um, you mentioned the ordering question as well. Um, I saw a new feature was that you could shuffle answers within a question as well. Yeah. So when we have our multiple choice exams, we can shuffle all the questions. So each student sees the questions in a different order, but then the answers can also be shuffled as well now, which I think is really beneficial for us because we run a lot of our multiple choice question exams online to really help reduce or minimize the possibility for collusion and sort of academic misconduct as well, make it less likely that students will be able to talk to each other and be on the same question or even see the same answers at the same time. So I found it really, really useful, and especially some of the new features like you've mentioned to really sort of increase the variability of the types of questions we can ask. I certainly enjoyed your use of quizzes in a, a formative sense following the lecture as well, because that doesn't just give students a chance to consolidate on, on their knowledge and, and what they've learned, but actually also that gives you a really good indication of, of uh, the quality of your own teaching as well, I guess. So you're able to go back and reflect and say, oh, actually, okay, so students really understood this really well, but this not so much, and maybe this is something I need to reflect on in, in, in what I'm delivering. And, and uh, yeah, so it's a really, really powerful tool as well for, you, for your own development, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's some of the analytics you can use on it are really helpful for saying, oh, you know, a lot of the class seem to be answering this, this, this answer, which is actually incorrect. You know, is there something in the way that I'm explaining this concept is perhaps perhaps causing that confusion and maybe leading them down the wrong path. So it allows us to reflect as well on our teaching and see other areas that we need to perhaps recap, revisit, re you know, maybe provide some more resources for students, you know, during their revision. Um, but also that sort of prompting sort of learner autonomy as well to encourage students to self-reflect on their own sort of um, learning and maybe also prompt them to seek support if they're you know going through these quizzes and thinking oh i'm really not grasping this as well as i'd hoped maybe get them to seek support earlier rather than waiting till we get to the end of the module or the end of the academic year and they're not quite where they wanted to be where do you fit in the opportunities throughout your teaching in a semester to kind of conduct that review is it done throughout or do you wait till the end for the module to be completed to review your questions and see if they're appropriate? It tends to be based on how many students I get engaging with it. Um, I like to look every so often to see how many students are engaging. I tend to just have a quick snapshot of the, go on the grade book and look at the scores they're getting. In general, do people seem to be getting along quite well with this? Um, 
If I had more time, I would like to do a bit more of a deep dive into it on a more regular basis. But I think even just that snapshot of quickly looking at the grade book, seeing what kind of grades are coming through from these formative quizzes and thinking, right, they seem to be doing okay with this, you know, let's keep going. If I had a look at that and everyone was getting 20%, you know, maybe I'd put the brakes on and, you know, suddenly do something to kind of revisit that. But, you know, I think it's um, the analytical tools for me where I have the most time to really go into that tends to be the end of module sort of exam and looking at the multiple choice question exam and seeing the class as a whole. Is it, you know, a particular lecture, a particular topic? You know, if there's multiple lectures on a module, you know, is it one particular lecturer which they're finding harder to sort of grasp that material with? And is there anything we can do to remedy that? But I think that deep dive of the analytics really, for me, comes at the end of the module largely, unfortunately, just because of time constraints. That's fair enough, I suppose. Um, things are, are very full on for, for university teachers right now, and finding those break points to, to conduct those reviews is uh, it's really important to do that when it makes sense for you, and rather than trying to uh, shoehorn it in in the middle of teaching, you know. Uh, I, I, I just think you know reviews are essential for the the teaching process. So we're also reflecting on what's working well, what that we need to change, and it's just like you said, the timing of the appropriate opportunities to look at it in any significant depth to make positive changes, both for yourself as the teacher uh, and the students as learners. So we've talked about uh, your own professional development and, and uh, uh, those, those deep dives being one of the, the many benefits to you as a staff member, but uh, uh, perhaps you, you might like to, to highlight some more benefits of new quizzes. Is there anything else you, you've noticed um, for, uh, for yourself as a as staff member? How has new quizzes helped you and uh, uh, assisted you in your workload? I mean, it absolutely has. Um, you know, I won't lie, setting them up initially can take a little bit of time. I yeah. think, as I said, it's quite a, it is quite a user-friendly interface for both staff and students, you know, whichever side you're looking at it from. Um, but it does take a little bit of time to kind of set up as a staff member and, you know, maybe if you want to create some diagrams and things like that. But the long-term benefit mm. is just cannot be understated really, you, you know, you might make tweaks to it every single year when you see how students respond to it. But once you've got that initial sort of setup done, it is hugely beneficial for workload and sort of workload management. Are you using item banks in your quizzes? Yes. So we use our item banks mainly for our exams, our exams, which are multiple choice um, questions. And as I said, taking the time to put the, you know, set the questions up can take some time. But once it's done, you know, it's, it is a fraction of the time to set up a supplementary exam or to set up the exam for the next year because you're just pulling a different assortment of questions that are already there. And how do you manage its use in a summative exam? Do students get a grade straight away or some feedback straight away or do they wait a few weeks to get that feedback for summative assessments? So when it's summative, uh, our policy is in, in the medical school and in the faculty is it's 15 working days. Um, so we can't release ahead of that. But what it does mean is that at that 15 day mark, everything is ready to go. Students get it all straight away. Um, and you mentioned before about the ability to put in feedback and set different feedback whether the student got the answer right or wrong. So quite often, if the student got it wrong, maybe I'll provide a couple of sentences, but I'll also be able to say, go back and refer to lecture two, because that's where we covered it, and kind of promote the students also going back through their own lecture notes and kind of um, recapping some information that maybe they, they struggled with a little bit more. Something I've also found quite useful in, in quizzes in general is the grading notes feature. 
So if there's any free text questions where I'm looking for students to hit certain points, rather than me having to save a Word document somewhere else and find the most up-to-date one and have two screens while I compare, the grading notes are right there under the question. So it's right there straight away when I'm marking. If I have multiple markers on a module, there's consistency because everyone is seeing the same thing. Um, and if I ever, as I've just done this morning, if I was to hand over a practical to a colleague to start delivering, this is a new colleague who will be taking it over, there's so much guidance already there for them on how to mark and how to assess. And, you know, they can feel free to tweak it in future, but it means they're not starting from scratch with anything or waiting for me to dig through all the different files on my computer to find the right, you know, um, model answers to send them or anything like that. So time-wise, I'd say after the initial investment, there is such a huge payoff in terms of both the benefit to the students of getting that feedback quickly, the consistency of the feedback they're getting, you know, students are getting the same volume of feedback as well because it's preset um but also you know in terms of if you have any new colleagues starting as well it gives them that little bit of a, a boost to get started with it rather than having to kind of start from scratch essentially how do you manage item banks with your colleagues so you've mentioned new starters or there may be other teachers teaching on the module as well so do they all have access to the item banks? Are they shared with individuals or the course? I'm just interested in how you approach it at the moment. Um, at the moment, so I use it for one of my modules, the item banks, and it's shared with the other contributors on that module. Um, so they can go in and you know edit their questions. If they slightly change their lecture content one year or add something, remove something, they can go in and manually sort of edit the questions that relate to their content as well. Um, and then largely once they've you know, added all their questions as well as module lead. When it comes to setting up the exam, I just go, well, I'll take 30 of mine, 30 of theirs, and it's done. And every year I don't have to go and bother them to say, can you check all your questions? Can you send me a new Word document with all your questions? It's kind of, it's all there in one yeah. place. Everyone can see the most up-to-date version. Again, maybe people have got better filing systems than I do, but it saves having to kind of root through all the different files on your computer and think, which, which version was this? You know, is that the most up-to-date? It's all there in one yeah. place. Everyone can access it. And it's all future-proofed as well, you know? If you imagine a world where you might move on to another role or something, or, you know, your, your workload changes and you've got to teach a bunch of different modules, like, um, it, all that stuff remains there for future colleagues. And I, I think you're really, you're not just benefiting yourself, but any work you do now, it, yeah, it, it really massively just uh, set, sets your future colleagues up to succeed. And I, I think that's great. Um, so we talked about staff. Uh, let's talk about students now. So how have your students responded to uh, your use of new quizzes in Canvas? Do they like it? What do they like about it? What have you heard? So in module feedback, every year I get comments saying that students do really value the, the, the use of Canvas quizzes, particularly the formative quizzes after each lecture. Um, there are some students that engage really well from the offset. They're really sort of motivated to go on straight after the lecture, you know, review their knowledge, use it time and time again, all the way up until the exam. Um, as we mentioned before, there's some students that wait until the revision period to kind of start engaging with those. Um, you know, we did discuss there are some students who perhaps struggle to to get engaged with that that opportunity earlier on. So, you know, maybe there are things we could do around increasing that digital confidence. But I think in general, it's about providing that opportunity. Um, as I said, you know, if it's just for one lecture, you don't have to have a, a very, very long quiz setup, but something that tests the kind of core concepts that were covered in that lecture, just to give the students some kind of indication of if they're grasping it 
How, how do you introduce the formative assessment opportunities to the students at the start of a module? In the module sort of welcome session, I discuss with students the different types of assessments on the module, so the different summative assessments they'll have, but I also highlight the formative assessments. Um, you know, I bring up Canvas on the screen, show them what that looks like, show them, you know, the different question types and try to emphasise to them the benefits of engaging, especially with the formative, the formative quizzes of, of how that can help them, you know, sort of improve their learning as they go through. With our foundation year, like you said before, you know, on any course, you have quite a varied mix of, of backgrounds, whether it be people coming from BTEC, Access, A-levels, international, a few years out of education. But we also have quite a mix of different um, uh, previous subjects that students have studied because we have a range of different foundation courses that have different, slightly different entry requirements. So it may be one student is totally fine with everything I'm covering in my module because they've done biology before, they're totally on top of it. I might have another student who hasn't studied biology since GCSE. So again, it's those opportunities for those who want to engage, who want to make sure they're sort of checking their knowledge, seeing where the areas for improvement are. It's providing the opportunity for them to do that. Brilliant. Thank you so much. So uh, I guess just to kind of round off your, your messaging to staff, uh, Jess, if, if you was give advice to someone who's considering trying out embedding new quizzes in, the, in their practice, what would you say to them? I would say do it. Even if you've used, you know, the classic quizzes before, there's some, as I said, there's some new question types built into the new quizzes, which are really, like I said, I love the hotspot feature. And I also think by having more of these varied, varied question types will hopefully help address some of the challenges of AI. Because at the moment, at least, fingers crossed, you know, AI can't look at an image of a, you know, a dissection and identify an organ. So it's something that is relatively AI proof. Um, you know, you could think about how that could be applied in different disciplines, perhaps. You know, have an image of something where the students have to identify a feature, for example, um, or like the ordering questions. You know, are really good for for us. We can ask questions around the order that a biological process or mechanism occurs in, and they have to kind of put that in order. Um, so I'd say it's, you know, the, the benefit to the staff and the students can't be understated. You know, I'm not going to lie, a little bit of time to set it up, but the long-term benefit is well worth that extra little bit of time yes. just to get it set up in the first place. Yeah, that's it. It's an investment, isn't it? It really yeah. is, yeah. So, Just general question, in terms of setting it up in your faculty, is that you as the academic and other teachers that set that up, or is it assessment staff set up the quizzes? We set them up in our faculty and I think especially when it's um, maybe more the formative quizzes or those with those varied question types, I think it's really beneficial for the staff to do it themselves because when students maybe have questions, you're the one who set up, you know exactly sort of how it should look, how it should present to them, what you're asking. So I think, you know, the benefit of you setting it up yourself is it can help you manage those conversations with students if they've had any challenges with actually accessing or using that quiz. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jess. So uh, just last one quickly for Mel then. So if staff are looking to get started with online quizzing or, or further develop their expertise, uh, where should they look for resources and support? The SALT website has got a resources section now and we've got a specific kind of pod in there on new quizzes. So that will cover things like um, FAQs on new quizzes, um, lists of different question types that you can use and how you can create those question types. And there's also a few really great case studies from there from academics across the university. 
including Dr. Jessica Fletcher. So take a look on the website and see how other of your colleagues have been using that as well. Um, as, as well as what Salt have produced, obviously, there's the own Canvas resources as well. So, you know, using the Canvas instructor guides for new quizzes will give you very detailed how do I set up a stimulus question, how do I set up an ordering question. So those guides are available constantly via the Canvas help menu in Canvas. But I think first and foremost, what I would say is, just to reiterate Jess, is go and play with it. Absolutely. Everybody's got a sandbox. That's the purpose of staff having a sandbox to go in and play. Um, you know, look at some of these different question types, see what relates to you, your context, your subject, have a little go, have a play with you. And then what you can do then is think about how you can deploy them maybe in a, a lower stakes environment in your own Canvas courses. So whether that's just introducing them for formative assessment in one week or, or at the end of a specific study topic. But keep it manageable for you. So maybe just start off with your true and false questions, your multiple choice answers, etc., and have the opportunity to review it. How's it going? And then when you feel as, a, as an instructor or a teacher that your confidence is built up using new quizzes, you then might want to experiment with some different question types, such as the hotspots or the ordering, before you think about putting them in for summative assessment in your courses. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Mel. And of course, if you want to access any other support uh, from SALT, you can always get in touch with us and uh, one of our academic developers will be very happy to help you in your quizzing practice. But there we are. Thank you so much um, for, for your time today uh, and for coming on the podcast. And uh, thank you to you, the listener as well, for joining us. We hope you found uh, listening helpful and uh, that you gained some uh, good ideas about how you can be using uh, online quizzes in your own practice. Um, so without much further ado, uh, it's uh, goodbye from my guests. Bye. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to A Pinch of Salt. You can find new episodes of this podcast on the last Tuesday of every month, with the odd bonus episodes scattered in between. You can catch us on all good podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. You can also find us on Twitter at SUPinchOfSalt to join in the conversation. If it's got anything to do with learning and teaching in higher education, let's make sure everybody knows about it. Mm-hmm.